0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: are you that person who has everything the coolest merch and those must-have fan threads well over at our anfield index shop we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your liverpool collection from our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts sweaters hoodies and hats to our signature edition mugs prints and coasters all provided with fast worldwide shipping
2: Who knows what episode it is. I've completely lost track of that particular detail, but I am still broadcasting to you from my study in my house in a field here in beautiful rural Ireland. And I am still Trev Downey joined tonight by Lisa Marie and by, uh, I was going to say Guy Drinkle, but he bailed on us and by Cam Branch. Um, Guy was supposed to be part of the show, but it's, he, you know, he, he got, he told me he'd some delivery, you know, that's more important than us. So that's fine guy. Uh, That's fine. Uh, So we shall begin our show as ever we do with a little contribution from each of us. And I've been trying to keep the mood light of late, as you may have noticed with Billy Connolly and all sorts of other comedians. Uh, And it's a long, long time since we had um, the wit and wisdom of one of our favorite um, sons here on the uh, podcast. That is the great man that is Ron Swanson and i understand for some of you Ron Swanson is a fictional character who um, no. who who takes part in a in a, a sitcom called Parks and Rec but you are wrong sir He's or real. Adam. you are wrong for ron swanson is a uh bastion of wisdom uh, and we've done an awful lot of these before but i'm just going to go through them because you can just see you can just see what I'm talking about when I say wisdom. And also, by the way, I I, I think I've said this before, but just uh, at the danger of repeating myself, what I most relate to about Ron is that Ron works for the government, and Ron hates the government. Um, Ron has a fantastically solid government job, and spent the entirety of his time trying to undermine the very authorities that he works for. I can relate. <laughs> I can very much relate and I may well have um, been indoctrinating uh, the young men of the region in which I teach for um, well over two decades or maybe not. You can't prove anything. Anyway, first quote from Ron is there's only one thing I hate more than lying. Skim milk, which is water that's lying about being milk. That is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's just wonderful. Uh, this one, I, I this one has got particular poignancy for me at the moment because I have been engaging in a policy of staying the hell away from most humans. Ron says, the less I know about other people's affairs, the happier I am. I'm not interested in caring about people. I once worked with a guy for three years and never learned his name. Best friend I ever had. We still never talk sometimes. <laughs> 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 oh, Christ. Um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go another couple, just bear with me here. This is uh this is actually Ron from a situation in which he's in a restaurant and he's ordering food and he's making sure that the um waiter waitress um understands what it is that he wants. He said, Just give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Wait. I worry what you heard was, give me a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said was, give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Do you understand? (laughs) (laughs) And again, I have been that man. Uh, And I have got one more for you. Yes. I'd wish you the best of luck, but I believe luck is a concept created by the weak to explain their failures. Thank you, Ron Swanson. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be absolutely back to Ron more because, I mean, wow. Uh, Lisa Marie, how are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm doing well, thank you.
2: And would it be fair to say that you have any experience in your life before with the wisdom of Ron Swanson, or am I introducing you to this
0: genius? I I have watched. I, now, I have not seen the entire series of Parks and Recreation, but but I have dipped in and out, um, over the years. So, but, and as you were reading those, I was like, you know what, I think this is what I'm going to be pulling up when I'm doing my Christmas baking here in the next week or so it's just one of those good shows that you could kind of have on in the background and
2: absolutely absolutely and I I do believe actually there's a YouTube equivalent of this where you can just hear Ron saying saying and he does I, I really do actually I have to say uh Nick Offerman has one of those sort of mellifluous voices you can listen to he's uh he's got he's got great delivery so um yeah 100% uh would be worth your while I think that is you're right it's perfect background stuff and Talk to me about what it is you want to introduce yourself with this week. What's the uh, what's the idea? What's the, the the plan this week?
0: Well, um, my son didn't write any essays this week, so we'll we'll have to move away from that. Although <laughs> so <got> he was
2: <laughs> no academic content from Junior. <laughs> no academic
0: Although he was mentioning at dinner last night that that he does have to write one here in the next couple of days about. He goes, yeah, some some guy walking in the woods. I'm like, um. David Thoreau. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So that guy, yeah. there, there could be some true wit and wisdom that comes, from, <laughs> that comes from that one. So stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> no. Um, so here's another little, um, I guess, Lisa Marie fact is that I actually sing in the choir at church. I'm Ooh. not going to sing today. That is oh. not what I'm going to do. That but... was me.
2: That was exactly what Grace was going to ask. You know that, don't you? He was just probably. Say, but no,
0: yeah. no, 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 no. Um, However, we've been, of course, working on music for the Christmas season, and there's a song that we, we've sung in the past, and they've brought it up again this year, and I knew it was based on a poem, and I, it's one of those things, I'm like, I need to look that up. So I did, and I just thought that it just really struck me, so I was going to share it, and it's called I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Okay. I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat. Of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south Bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. And that is by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. And he wrote it in 1863 during the height of the American Civil War. And he had a son who had enlisted. Earlier in the year without his, I guess, blessing or consent and had been severely wounded in a battle in November. So that was on his sort of heart as he walked the streets of Boston and, and he heard the church bells. And so it inspired him to to write this and so it just sort of it just sort of struck me um especially the last couple of lines about the wrong shall fail the right prevail yeah
2: <laughs> that resonates really hard I have to say I was listening to it going "Ooh, that packs a punch it really does and yeah you could guess the context all right even if you didn't know and I, it's it's a weird mixture of, of being festive and actually quite prescient for uh 2021 so um absolutely on the money thank you so much for that
0: beautiful um uh, there's a uh christian group called casting crowns that have recorded a very lovely um you know rendition of it it's not the whole poem it's just lines from it and um you probably get it on spotify or apple music or or i think there's even a really in fact i know there is on youtube um a video of them performing it live that's just really lovely so casting crowns and it's called i heard the bells on christmas day
2: and at some point we must build up to, if not live singing by Lace Marie, <laughs> at least some evidence of your recorded works. Uh, yeah, you I say I, I
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> I sing in the church choir. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I, I have to say there are some fabulously talented people in our choir. Of course, being here in the Nashville area, where music is, you know, very a prominent, um, you know, industry. Uh, we have some very, very talented people who do, uh who do sing in our choir i'm just a background voice
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i i actually i'm i am fascinated about the whole nashville thing and the whole music thing because like you say it, it is actually an industry there and oh, absolutely. that's 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 a whole um conversation topic i must explore with you further at some other time but that's that's lovely like i say festive and and oddly on the nose as well so perfect and young Brandy, you've been waiting patiently what have you got to start us off with cam
3: Okay, I'm a uh, bit of a long start, and then I will have a question. Uh, one question that we'll see if either of you can get the answer to it. Okay. Okay. Stephen Gerrard, MBE. He was born on the 30th of May, 1980, in the area of Whiston in Liverpool, according to Wikipedia, that is. He joined Liverpool as a youth player, as a youngster in 1989 and he left in 2015. Whilst at Liverpool he won nine trophies which included two FA Cups, three League Cups, the UEFA Champions League, the UEFA Cup and the UEFA Super Cup. He was man of the match in the 2005 Champions League final later known as the Miracle of Istanbul and he's also the man of the match in the Gerrard final, of the, which was the FA Cup in 2006, he remains the only player to score in the finals of the FA Cup, the League Cup, the UEFA Cup and the Champions League, winning on each occasion. He was in the PFA Team of the Year a record eight times. He'd been named PFA Players Player of the Year in 2006. And the Football Writers' Award, Footballer of the Year, 2009, and he, in 2021, he was included in the Premier League Hall of Fame. Winning 114 caps for England, and he scored on 38. He scored 38 goals. No, sorry, he captained them 38 times, and he scored 21 goals. Uh, representing England at various trophies. After retiring from Liverpool, he went to LA Galaxy and then eventually he went into management at Rangers where in the 2021 season, he won the title going the whole season undefeated. And then on 11th November this year, he became manager of Aston Villa. My question to you both What is Stephen Gerrard's middle name?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) it's not like Norbert, anyway. It's uh, you know, (laughs) uh, it's not a memorable one like that. Uh, uh, I think I might have an idea, but at least I'm reading.
0: I'll just, I mean, render one of those kind of. I don't want to say generic, but um, traditional sort of middle names and go with um, Edward.
2: Even Edward Gerard for Lisa Marie. I'm going to go with another English king uh, and say George.
3: Dan, you're so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Why is you take it? take all the fun out of this, don't you? <laughs> Okay, I'll leave my guess
2: at Norbert then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was George. Oh! <laughs> uh, yes.
0: Uh, well done, Downey.
2: He wins again. Uh, Downey wins again. <laughs> they don't call me quiz champion. Downey, everywhere I go for nothing. Um, can I just say that that was quite the tribute to young Steven Gerrard, who is our next opponent, um, come in there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure where you're going with this. Um, but it does lead us nicely into a topic that I was going to speak about later in the show, but let's do it now, which is obviously th- this show won't be out in time for most people to have um any for us to be doing any significant discussion about Aston Villa as an opposition uh force, uh. But the whole Stephen Gerrard thing we absolutely can discuss because it's not going away. Um, and it's heightened by the fact that he's coming um, back to Anfield um, on Saturday, which is tomorrow, or we're recording this on Friday night. Um, So the question that I have for you, Cam, as a man who's just walked down through the um, array of achievements um, that Stephen Gerrard's had, and a man who's seen him um, in the flesh and on the TV um, for Many many years. In fact, all yeah. the years that that J- Stevie Jarrett was a Liverpool player, you've been watching and uh, avidly watching the Reds and supporting them and him. So there has been an awful lot. I'm I'm always wary. By the way, just to to clarify with both of you, I'm always very wary about people are saying because. Usually what that what, what that is is one imbecile on Twitter says something and then 8,000 mm-hmm. other imbeciles decide to quote tweet him and say, look at this imbecile. And all of a sudden you have a thing from nothing. Um, so I'm just wary of that. But I have seen some sort of oddly raucous comments about people wanting him to do well and actually wanting him to do well at the expense of the red so that he ends up in his spiritual home blah 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 right okay. let's rule all that kind of crazy talk out because i i assume i'm not sharing a microphone uh, and and the airwaves with anyone who's capable of that kind of bananas thing you know we support a team because we support the team not the individual yep. so i have I'm building up to Christ I'm long winded this evening. I apologize. I'm building up to uh I'm building up to a question for you, Cam and for you, Lisa Marie. I mean, is it the only option for me tomorrow is that we hand Stevie Gerrard his arse on a platter and say, Hello, Stevie. We used to love you, we still do love you for all you've done. Now give us our points and be a good lad and getting the bus back to um, Birmingham.
3: Um, I, 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 Am I wrong, Cam? No. Not at all. I mean, he's drawing the 90 minutes or 95 minutes, whatever it is, from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock, he's the enemy. He's enemy number one. Um, I, I want nothing but pain for him during those two hours. Deep, deep pain. In a you know metaphorical <laughs> sense. You know, wow! Physical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's physical now in a bit there, yeah, isn't no, it? he? <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the same for any opposition manager. He is yeah. the opposition. He's the enemy. He, he's he's not there to do us any favors. He's he's going to set his team up to try and beat us, um, and we have to um, be as a football team. We have to be better than his football team, and smash the living daylights out of them absolutely it's, it's, there there's no other way before the game all no. respect you know sing his name sing it loud yeah by all means but once that whistle blows that's it gloves are off bang smash smash them to hell
2: and, let I, I hope, let, and I hope that Absolutely, and I hope that you know there is a, a, a suitable tribute to him and cheering and 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 support uh, of the man for what he has done for the club, um, and maybe continued support, especially if we're being particularly cruel, as I hope we are, and 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 hammering goals past him. Jan y- yesterday in the show. Is hopeful that we could run up a score uh, against this lot, and I would love that to be the case, and for us to be hearing the the name of Stephen Gerrard sung. Um, that for me is where uh, the, the happy zone is. Uh, so I'm agreeing very much with you, Cam. And I also hope there's no probably because because it's Anfield, I think there's less chance, but I hope there's none of, none of the you know there's some of the just there's that little thing creeping in you know that 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 Rafa's at the wheel chant the last time i mean christ just put it away you know so i hope it's just all what, the good stuff that we expect from 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 our lot um in anfield and i hope the atmosphere is absolutely seething um um and we uh, it intimidates the ever loving um whatever out of out of the aston villains but i do i i i, I looking at there again i'm i'm getting back in more into the, this actual particular contest but lisa marie i mean you know again um yes a shorter period of time but also you know can't you can't help but but, but be aware of, of the of the tremendous status of this guy and and i suppose you know again just is there is there any sort of subtle difference between your approach to it and 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 ours i mean again given that the two of us probably watched a lot more of the guy over the years and might have more of a sentimental attachment and yet we both seem to have this um yeah well sorry but you're the enemy and Stephen himself i don't know if you saw the the interview said like well you know if, if i'm not the most popular man um uh, as I'm heading back up the road in the bus, then so be it. So he's very clear on what way he wants things to go. Um, There is no room for sentimentality around this type of thing, is there?
0: No. And, and you know, Steven Gerrard had retired by the time I started following Liverpool. So, you know, I've never did see him play. So it is a different thing for me. He's just a, you know, it's like Kenny Douglas or, you know, any of the other former, you know, fantastic players players in the history of Liverpool. That's kind of what he is to me. I mean, I've, you know, I've gone back and I've seen, you know, clips and things and, you know, whatever that he that he's done. And I have an absolute, you know, appreciation and admiration for all of that. But no, he's he's the manager of the opposition tomorrow. And and what I one thing that I have kind of come to admire about him here in the last couple of weeks is, you know, my perception is that That's the way he's looking at it too. I manage Aston Villa and we're here to win. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not coming to, to, you know, roll over and allow my old team Liverpool to pick up the three points they need to, you know, to keep themselves in the title race. So that just makes me respect him more. And, and I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds tomorrow. But yeah, no, I want us to win. That's and win it.
2: well and win well exactly and that's what it always comes down to I think and you know like it's it, it, this for the vast majority of people listening to this the the match will have already occurred and what will have been will have been and I, we're all obviously hoping that it's a Reds victory and, and 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 all the rest of it but you know it's it, it is. He it's a, it's a weird one because, and again, Cam, you'll have been involved in this discussion as much as I have over the years. Like, who is the greatest Red ever? Blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. we'll all have our own opinions. And we all have our own favourites. And for me, it's always going to be Kenny for people who are a bit younger. An awful lot of them are leaning towards Stevie. Some people say John Barnes. You know, other people have their own choices. Um, our um, pal X of this parish and and perhaps to return, who knows, Carl, Um um, we hope he does. Uh, Carl would always say Ray Kendi because he's his favorite, and and therefore that makes him, you know, the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stevie's right bang in there in that conversation for everybody. So you are talking about a status of a man here, and you are talking about a, a fella who has that kind of cachet in the club. So it's yeah. interesting. Well, I, I, just to spin it slightly, so we're not talking about this particular fixture. Did. It is hard to avoid the amount of people who seem to be wedded to the notion of Steven Gerrard as Liverpool manager, which I have to say I'm not. I want to see him become a good manager, become then a great manager, and perhaps then when the time is right. I'm not wedded to this idea of, well, it has to be Stevie because all Stevie has done and all the time Stevie spent and all that. That makes no sense to me. And there is a terrible, terrible appalling history of fantastic footballers being shocking managers or yeah. adequate and no more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah no. totally.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I think, you know, that all of that talk around when he was, you know, when he did receive the Aston Villa job, that, you know, that was a lot of the, oh, and this is a stepping stone to Liverpool. And only if he's successful. I mean, and again, I think I'm a little more maybe neutral to the conversation because I don't have the memories of Gerard as the player. But you know to me, the next Liverpool manager needs to be the person who is best suited to that job when the time comes, not someone with you know history with the club and you know and all that. It needs to be whatever manager is available that that best suits our players, our system, what we have going on at the time. And you know and if it's Steven Gerrard, great but you know maybe not you know who knows
2: yeah ex- that's it
0: I, 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 my crystal my crystal ball is in the shop right now so i can't tell you
2: yeah yeah it's up on up on uh, yeah it's getting its M O T, and i'm this i'm the same i can't nobody can predict the future but i would i would stipulate even further i would say that he needs to have won trophies because I'm hoping that this is gonna be a period of time that is literally one of the golden eras in our club's history, a hundred, fifteen hundred years from now. Um, I want I want to believe that we're living through it because that's exactly what it feels like to me. More fun than it's ever been. Um in the Seven thousand years I've been alive, you know. And I do want to think that this is a great era. But I have a question for both of you. And sorry, Cameron, if you if you want to say Aunt Nelson and Jared, please do. But uh, I uh, do actually, yeah. You will actually go do it because I'm going to hang on to this question. Oh, yeah, there,
3: there's there's two two ways you can go, um, in regards to whoever the next Liverpool manager will be. You either get somebody in who's been extremely successful. And won multiple trophies and has won those trophies playing w- with a philosophy that you could see fitting at fitting at the club following on from what Jürgen has done or you promote from within somebody who's been learning underneath Jürgen and can continue and pro- progress and what and we carry on growing and Evolving and becoming, you know, the greatest team. Continue to be the greatest team ever. So, if it's to be Steven Gerrard, he has to win trophies then, whilst playing a certain, you know, playing football that is going to make us go, wow. Now, for him to win trophies at Aston Villa, that's going to be against us then. That's going to cost us trophies. So it can't be for Aston Villa. It can't be at another Premier League club because. I want Liverpool to win those trophies. I don't want I, want. I don't want to see Steven Gerrard winning trophies at Aston Villa because he might then become Liverpool manager. How does that help me as a Liverpool fan today? It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if Steven Gerrard wants to become Liverpool manager and win trophies, for me he has to go abroad. He has to go to Germany or Spain and win the league or win the or win the Bundesliga. They're the only two leagues he has to do it. The other leagues don't don't count for me so he has to prove himself in in the other two biggest leagues in Europe then you can say wow Steven Gerrard he's he's earned his stripes now if you're promoting from within then you're going to be looking at Pep Linders Mm -hmm. but this is a conversation to be had in 2024 why people are talking about Steven Gerrard becoming next Liverpool manager now it doesn't mean a thing because in 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 two and a half years' time, he's not ready to be an excellent pool manager for me. Because he's at Villa. He won't have won. He may win an FA Cup. He may win a League Cup. But he's not going to win the League. He may push Aston Villa into Europe. Would he then take them on to the Europa League? Win the Europa League part? Perhaps. But it's all if buts and maybes. But it's it's not enough to say... Those trophies are not enough for me to say he should become Liverpool manager. Of course, yeah. you know the people at the top may completely disagree with that and say he's actually proved himself. He's, he's, he's won trophies at a club like Villa, who haven't spent a lot. Work that works within our philosophy, and we can we can do something with that.
2: Well, without going into crazy town, the best that we could, the best that he could possibly do, I think, is. Um, get Villa into Europe and get Villa into the Europa League and perhaps win a trophy of that magnitude or an FA Cup or maybe both, as you say. And that's kind of crazy town in a way, but it also would be a fine marker of a lad who is really, really good at what he does, having also done what he did at Rangers. And that would be, I think, then a formidable argument on his part, given his history with the club, but that's a big lot of ifs and ands and buts, and it's highly unlikely because, you know, as we know, there's there tends to be um quite a lot of strong teams um in whatever European competition you get to when you get to the end of it. So it's a big ask. It's going to be very very interesting, and you know, obviously there the, there is some sort of ideal world where Stevie Jarrett is a trophy winning Liverpool manager, and that. I think is, is something we could all um, um, warm to as a concept and, and, and delight in. And hopefully he would be continuing on. But maybe there is that interim phase where where Pep Lenders uh, holds the reins and continues Jürgen's um, kind of um, outlook and philosophy um, because he is highly rated, that man. Um, and he seems to be under everyone's radar. Very few people mention him. It's only on this show I ever hear it mentioned. And then I, I see it ridiculed as a concept by one or two people who are... Um, uh, just sort of overtly they ridiculed
3: it because of uh, the six months he spent in in Holland and didn't do too great but, but he, the players love him the players absolutely want to work for this guy and a lot of what we do as a football team right now is down to him he has a big say he, you know when actually left it was like oh my god that's it it's all over he was the brains no one talks about BooVatch anymore, do they?
1: Enjoying this podcast? Then why not supercharge your support for the Reds with Anfield Index Pro? With around 30 premium podcasts every month, AI Pro offers the very best reviews, reaction, and debate on all things LFC. From the acclaimed statistics and deep dive analytics found in our Under Pressure podcast, to the transfer links, scouting reports, and fast live reaction shows we record after every match, AI Pro is home to our very best content with regular appearances by Reds legends like Jan Molby and Sir Kenny Dalgleish, plus insight from journalists, sports scientists, coaches and psychologists. We'll help bring you closer to the club you love. There's never been a better time to take AI Pro for a test drive, available on all popular podcast platforms, with free apps for iOS and Android. You can try it absolutely free with no strings attached. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com to start your 7-day free trial now.
2: No, no no exactly exactly and that's that's the uh that's the hope for me and i've always loved the the boot room thing it was bloody fantastic to watch yeah, to what yeah to see these photos of of five six guys and and each of them in their turn took 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 the reins and continued the success and it wasn't probably because they were absolutely the best candidate in terms of all the managerial boxes ticked it's just that they knew the job and the place and the club and the group of players and it just kept rolling and um there would be something to be said for that. Of course people just say that's schmalsy and sentimental, but I don't know. I think I think if it's done right when especially when you got scientific minds like Peplenders, um and it's not like he'll be on his own you know so it's very interesting we'll we'll have to wait and see how it works out but I do have a, a question for both of you off the back of this so today at work I was speaking to a guy who's 22 and a guy who's in his late 30s and then there's me who's sort of um, the wrong end of my 40s and we were sort of we're, we, we, an odd thing occurred we were, we're all reds and we were having a very pleasant conversation about how great it is at the moment and how happy it's making us and what a nice distraction it is from all the incessant bollocks that we have to live with at the moment and i say i found myself saying lads i think this is going to be an absolute failure uh if we don't Bring in at least another couple of trophies, big ones on on Jurgen's watch. I think it will have been a massive opportunity missed, a kind of a an, an almost an early man thing, and I'm not dismissing the league that we won, especially considering. We're up against the monstrosity that is Manchester City, and an emerging one in Chelsea. Uh, you know the the money that those that those clubs have. I understand that the magnificence of that achievement, and it'll, it'll never ever ever wane in my estimation. The Champions League final followed by a Champions League win. These are incredible things, but I think I want another big years. I want another league and I want Jurgen to be sitting there surrounded by trophies and replicas of trophies by the time he is deciding to go. If not, I think this is absolutely an opportunity miss. Look at the facts we have. Well, okay, they're one-eyed reds facts, but we have the best keeper in the world. We have the best manager, certainly for us in the world, and certainly amongst the best. We have the best center half in the world, and maybe a couple who are in the top five or ten as well. There's no two better full-backs. There's no better holding midfielder. There's no better progressive attacking midfielder. There's no better forward line in world football, and we have four of them now. So, Lisa Marie, we don't win two more, three more, five more, ten more big trophies under Jurgen Klopp with this group of players. It's hard to see it as anything else other than an opportunity lost, isn't it?
0: Oh no, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, you you couldn't have assembled a a better team. I mean, and and they all just fit and work together. And so you you just have to, I guess, hold that belief that, you know, they're gonna win stuff. Um it, it's depressing to kind of think otherwise, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, it, it. yeah, as you were saying, you know, going through all that, I just started thinking I'm like, man, you know, if they don't win anything, that's just like, that's just, ah, it just breaks my heart in a way. Um, And, you know, and again, not having the same longevity, but I, I just can't, I can't, you know, and, and when you look across at, as you said, you know, Manchester City and, and Chelsea, I mean, they don't have that same, I mean, they, both teams, of course, have very good very good players but not that same consistency across the, the 11 the way we do you know where you can just list off as you as you just did that you know our this guy's top and this guy's top and this guy's top and yeah and yeah so yeah i it, you just i don't know just Thanks, Trev. You kind of made me sad.
2: Um. <laughs> yeah, we well, see. I, I have made us almost hostages to fortune there. I understand that. But, 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 Cam, I mean, just to get your take on that, I mean, I understand. I don't want to drive the bus into sad town. I don't. I don't. And, and, and obviously, we're enjoying ourselves. That's the point I was making. We're enjoying ourselves. It's, it's actually, um, to be very Irish about it, it's tremendous crack to be around at the moment. And it just is. But, but because you, cause we find ourselves laughing at find ourselves in a position that I used to envy Manchester United fans being able to be where you could just sort of casually mocking other teams knowing that they're just not they just can't they can't possibly cope with you that if you play your game you're just going to win and there's, that's that's a lovely place to be but I just can't help feeling can it just it needs to manifest in trophies as well because and and then part of me thinks, and let's 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 lean into something Lisa Marie said there. You look at City, you look at Chelsea, you go through their team, and yes, there there are stunning world class players there. Um, and, and and but it's only people who are really pushing narratives like whatever dopes were, we're trying to get the conversation about Bernardo Silva versus Mo Salah going, and how who, which one is the best? Really, really, you know, that this just that's just sit that's just silly talk. So if we don't get those trophies into the cabinet, like, it, it, it just, it Half is, the, to, to use, to use Lisa maries phrase, it's a heartbreaking thought yeah, that this, yeah. these, these wonderful lads won't have the medals to point to. They, they, we, we simply must win trophies, man.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's what defines you as a football team. It's what defines you as a football club. You know, I mean, it's all about the trophies, the medals, and um, the finals you get to—you um, know—we want those days out uh, at finals. You know, I mean, I'd love for us to be talking about us winning four trophies this season. I mean, is it beyond the realms of possibility? Possibly, yeah, it probably is. But you want to be in the conversation, and, and I think you hit on something. Uh, you said, you know this team is it, it is something it, there is, there is something really special about this team uh, i think everybody knows it i mean yeah we've had a some, some some we had a rocky start a dicey start to the first third of the season um you know the league was lost 4 weeks ago it was over it was done with all of a sudden it's looking a very different place now the whole the whole league is and um we're going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I know I said last week that, you know, I still think Chelsea are probably favourites because of the squad they've got. But, you know, it's, football's a funny old game. You just don't know what's going to happen. And I've, I, I I, I, firmly believe we will win one, if not two, trophies this season. I firmly believe it. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt this season that um, we will be talking about trophies at the end of it and the trophies we have won. I, I've no doubt about it. I mean, Mo Salah is driven. He's driven, and with that drive he's got, he's he not. I wouldn't say he's dragging everybody along with him, but they're they're with him. You know, the whole team is so focused. They 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 want trophies. They know it as much as we do that. That is what defines, that's, that's what makes the team. That's what people will talk about in 10 years, in 20 years, in 30 years. I mean, I could happily talk to you all day long about the 1977 team, winning the league, losing the FA Cup, winning the European Cup. It, it still resonates with me. I could talk to you about Kenny scoring the winner against Bruges at Wembley in the 1978 European Cup final. You know, I could talk to you about 1981 and um, um Alan Kennedy scoring the winner against Real Madrid in Paris. You know, the, the, these are what, these are the things that you remember forever and a day. You don't forget them. And that's what this team is about. I could talk to you about beating Spurs, you know, uh, in the Champions League final. Worst game ever greatest result ever yeah it's yeah exactly yeah that's that's what that's what we're that's what we're here for you You know
2: know, you you, you've you've mentioned a few things there and it's just got it's just really kind of triggered me in the best possible way because these are the things you remember like i'm thinking because these fellows that we are all so fond of i think uh, it's maybe a little bit crass to just categorize I think they genuinely are winners as people I think they're winners I think they I think they're going to win things like in the same way that when Kenneth Matheson Dalgleish sort of started playing football it was just they were just going to be it was just trophy after trophy after trophy the guy was just a serial winner and the best moment of my life as a Liverpool supporter was watching my hero, my real life hero, player manager of my club, take a ball on his chest and volley it past the Chelsea, Chelsea. goalkeeper. Yeah, and we were, and, and it's the double, man. 1988 on 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 86. Never 86. Sorry, ne, never, never, couldn't be dreamed of. It's it's literally the comic that we used to read, Roy the Rovers stuff. That's literally mm-hmm. what it is. And you know we have a group of players here who have that kind of just awesome legendary status about them, that sort of massive status, and it's it's just it's really exciting to think about what they can do. And I don't know about you, Lisa Marie, but after I brought us to sad town uh, in terms of 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 what if it doesn't work out, I think Cam's restored the the warm fuzzies there very much. Yes. Uh, exactly. So good work, good work, <laughs> uh, and, and and tied into this, lads, is the fact that. You know, we as 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 we spoke about just previous to uh, going live with the mics, we have a situation now where we've a tremendous amount of fixtures coming up um, with all of these boys, and it's nice to see Bobby's back in training. We can see yeah, Young Harvey. Uh, Elliot kicking about he's obviously a long way off but it's just good to see him do that and this squad is starting to look a bit more like the squad and that's so heartening and it's great to see the likes of Ox coming in and doing bits and uh, Tacky coming in and scoring goals on and off as is Divock remarkable stuff. Uh, And it just felt like a little bit of a stretch to be relying on that happening. Um, And it still does feel like a little bit of a stretch to rely on that happening for the period where we lose Mo and Sadio and Naby. Um, And... It just always feels like I want us to have more in there, but I'm very aware that it's a delicate balance and that you don't just add people for the sake of it. And for Liverpool and Jürgen, they have to be very much the right fella as well. That's a huge, like Jürgen always says in his interview, uh, when we sign someone, that he's a good person. Uh, that's massively important to our manager. So you'll have to be fit in that regard as well but if you just look at where we're how how things are shaping up for us now in terms of december it's just crazy town we have um the game against villa tomorrow Uh, Then uh, four days later, five days later on Thursday, we've got Newcastle. Uh, On the Sunday following that, we've got Spurs. On the Wednesday following that, we've got Leicester in the uh, Cup. Uh, On the Sunday following that, Wednesday, we've got Leeds. Then Leicester again in the league on the Tuesday after the Sunday. And on the Sunday after that Tuesday, we've got Chelsea. And that brings us on to the 2nd of January. And the transfer window opens on the 1st of january and closes on the 31st and there are going to be an awful lot of people who are going to be losing their ever-loving minds (laughs) about why are we not doing it we need to uh, clop out etc it's going to get into the realm of crazy it's like i can't i'm i'm quite sure that all of us are quite badly scarred by what's going on in the world anyway right so we're all a little bit probably a little bit more embattled than we normally would be maybe a little bit more reactionary i see people that i really like saying things that just make me want to say lad just just have a, have a glass of milk and sit down for yourself for a while you know and um, just relax take it easy there's there's a lot of extreme emotions going around and i guarantee you that people are going to be losing their lives over um inactivity if such inactivity occurs Uh, I spoke to Jan last night about it on on, on Mulby on the spot. And Jan has the same opinion as me, which is like, well, yeah, I'd love to see someone coming in, but probably not. And I said, well, what if we could start pushing things around and moving a few chess pieces? We saw Nat Phillips be excellent in the Champions League. And the sad news for Nat is that we probably don't need a fifth choice centre-back at the moment. And if we do, we still do have the Fabinho situation. You know, we've got this emerging talent of Ibu. We've got Joel having a lovely resilience about him that we've never seen before, like ever. And we've got um, Joe Gomez coming back and we know how wonderful he is. So is that a guy that you can move out in order to free some things up and do the Mo deal is, is, is it likely, do you think lads that the best we're going to get over the January transfer window, and it would be wonderful it won't placate the moaners that the best we might get is positive news about Mo's deal what do you think i mean lisa marie do you think as you're watching it um and again maybe you you, maybe you're sort of with your american ears to the ground over there maybe you're hearing other things about the about you know because we know the ownership are spending money um and it's irritating the the bejesus out of out, out of liverpool fans i mean can you see any any splashing of cash occurring do you think it has to given the the afghan situation and all the rest of it
0: well i you know while i would like new liverpool players for my birthday in january which it is in <laughs> january um i don't i really don't know that i really don't think it's going to happen unless you know the right situation you know, comes along to where, you know, the right player is available at the right price, if you will. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we are more likely to potentially see Nat Phillips move out, which, by the way, they said today he broke his cheekbone It um, in the game the other day. Against
2: oh, really? Wins- That's that, yes. the that clash with Ibrahimovic, wasn't yes, it? Yes, he
0: cracked oh. his cheekbone, so oh, he's out for the next... Um, you know, it, I mean, it's it's not serious, but, you know, he can't play because he can't risk the contact. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, a good move for him. I mean, I think he certainly proved his worth in the match um, the other day. But yeah, I mean, I don't, and I mean, they're saying now that it's likely, you know, Mo and Sadio and Navi, I mean, we're probably only going to be missing them for maybe two or th- possibly three games. Um, league you know, games. League games, yeah. So, you know, the urgency there seems to have quieted a bit um, in having someone. But, yeah, I I honestly, I mean, to be realistic, I I really don't. I agree with what Jan said last night is I don't think it's really going to happen, as I said, unless the right player at the right price comes along. But. I wouldn't hold my breath. It would be a pleasant, the way I see it is if something happens, it's a pleasant, lovely surprise. And I'll take it that way.
2: Yeah, there might be, there might be a lot to that. And but Cam, you know, you know how absolutely toxic it's going to get in social media circles. Um, The longer, the longer that window goes on without any, but any incomings, it's just going to get toxic, especially, especially if a couple of results start to go, uh, the way we don't want them to go, um, I mean, but it is it is that thing, isn't it? Of w- our recruitment is such a sort of it's been so successful, uh, and and we we got to say that you see the likes of Diogo Jota doing what he's doing. Nobody nobody called that. I don't give a shit who you are. Nobody called it. Nobody yep. called Sadio Mane. Nobody called Mo Salah. No, no, not many people would have seen Fabinho being just as good as he has been. You yes. know um Virgil van Dijk oh what a waste of 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 money he is right okay um the, the, Andy the, Robertson who's this uh, guy who's this guy <laughs> yeah so I mean the, the recruitment has been just absolutely brilliant and credit where it's due so I do understand the policy of like well wait for the right one that type of thing but yeah uh, I've said you and I have both had conversations where we were going into seasons recently saying well oh, if we don't sign a center half that could actually be seen as negligent yeah. I I use that phrase. You did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my opinion, it was we took a chance and it didn't fucking work out for us, and 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 we paid the price. Yeah. Um. So
3: I mean, what's we what's your last we, summer about the midfield?
2: We did. So that's two seasons in a row, right? Yeah. And 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 both times it pinched. So I'm 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 asking you now. First of all, are you in agreement with myself and Lisa Marie that the likelihood is is minimal and 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 where are you in terms of well actually we should do this that or the other or are are we in a position where we can take it have faith in 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 not being decimated and hope these boys can get us over the line in 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 a major competition
3: um I would still like to see a sign midfielder um because I look at our midfield and I see uh quite a few midfielders there who do tend to pick up injuries, uh, whether it be through contact or muscle injuries. Yeah. So um, uh, that's just going by what's happened in the past. So um, I think we've got five players up top, well, six players up top effectively. And um, people seem to forget that. And they say, yeah, we need another player up top, we need another player up top. But um, we do actually have six players there. So, and I'll, I'll name the six. You've got obviously you've got Bobby, you've got Mo, you've got Sadio, you've got Diogo, Jota, you've got Minamino, and you've got Divakarigi. Six players we play up top.
2: But I the the, the 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 two thinness, of them are going. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the thinness of that was looking was was looking particularly pointed when. Um, Divok wasn't in form and Taki was well, is Tacky ever gonna do anything? Now, those two guys, I think Taki scored four goals this season, Divok's got five or six. Yeah, um
3: they've uh, they've been playing the league the league cup games. Yeah. So they, they and, are they are and and actually kept them yeah, sort of yeah, in the mix. Yeah,
2: so they are actually doing the business yeah. and possibly could be relied on to do the business. If Bobby gets back to fitness, I wouldn't be too upset with a forward line of, of Bobby and 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 Shota and one of those two boys. Of course, you know, but 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 again, you know, and and if it's if it is the limited time period that you you, you two guys are saying, then maybe there's no. So so you're saying the yes, you, it is unlikely, but if you were if you were to recruit, you'd want to recruit in the midfield because oh, of the. But
3: the, the, the other thing you've got to remember as well is Trev. Klopp very rarely throws a player in from the off, unless they're yeah. absolutely elite.
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. He
3: always he he beds them in.
2: But that's where people are getting excited. Is that are yeah. we finally going to do the elite thing again and 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 go and get a fab that goes straight into the team, go and get a, a you know the, the equivalent of an Abukedah who doesn't is not coming with the all the complications and endless yeah. issues that he's had and just bang straight in and and so yeah, it, a Virgil
3: or yeah, a Virgil a, a, a well, no,
2: I, I, a I, I was just I was just yeah. focusing on the midfield, but absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
3: Of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, yeah,
2: yeah. So um, like I mean is, is, is and 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 who the hell even is that guy? I mean an awful lot of people wanted uh, Saul and it, it hasn't worked out for him with his move. Um, uh, so you know that just shows like you less it.
3: minutes than uh, Tyler Morton.
2: Yeah, that's remarkable, really. So he's he's been frozen out there. And is there a possibility of some sort of madness, little swippy swappies going on uh, when it comes to 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 January, like some kind of oh, no I didn't see that coming. Or he's having a nightmare. Like people are already saying. Um, for example, Timo Werner, um, might be on 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 his way elsewhere. Um, already crazy ten rumors of him going to <laughs> United. I don't know if you heard those. No. Uh, no. You know,
3: no, <laughs> well, Chelsea not going to sell him to a rival, are
2: they? You wouldn't have thought so, but then again, like you know, um, the game is littered with uh, a history of that type of thing. You just don't see it coming. You never do, but it just does keep coming. Um, people do keep going to black. Just, I'm sorry, but Fernando Torres signed for Chelsea. I mean,
3: he did, but then that then we was a really rival, were we? We <laughs> weren't challenging for league titles as such or on a consistent basis.
2: Yeah, but it was, only, a, it was, was only it was only a year since we nearly won it. You know what I mean?
3: I know uh, but it was nearly, but then there was a regression there that, that season as well. wasn't it? Oh there? yeah. No, no, the wheels had come off. Don't get yeah. I fully get. I fully Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, yes, you're right. But we weren't real. We were rivals in a in a fan sense. You know, there was a there was a rivalry between the managers. Um, prior to that, wasn't there with Mourinho and Rafa? Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, we were we were in a bit of a phase then, weren't we? As a club. So, um, yeah, you're right. It's I the the only elite midfielder I can think of. Who would, you know, would start being played straight away would be Jude Bellingham, but we're not signing Jude Bellingham in um, January. We see that's the thing, and that, that that's the rumor that
2: won't go away is the Bellingham one, uh, you know, the and they've even got a fixed figure. All these people who, um, yeah, it's eighty
3: million, isn't it, or something?
2: Eighty or ninety million, yeah, you know. So look, I mean, I, look, we all we all want Christmas presents and uh, or birthday presents if you're Lisa Marie. So let's hope we get one. Um,
3: I'm just well, I've keeping... got birthday present last week, didn't I? You did. I had 30,000 people at my birthday party, (laughs) and we celebrated.
2: Yeah, wow, that was that must have been that must be that was quite the trade,
3: eh? Oh, it was. Whoops, it was. Um, it was stunning to say the least. It really was. It was um absolutely magnificent. Uh, it was just one of those games. It was very very frustrating. You know, a lot of time wasting, and then just for that to happen in the last minute, and then um muggins here started the the chant you know uh reds have got no money we're still going to win the league and then the next thing the traveling cop are singing it so um and we were singing it through the tunnel leaving the stadium there's i don't yes, know we've seen all it. seen the video <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sure you've seen the gif of me doing my um strange thing and um yeah it was a it was memorable it was a Was this,
2: hang on this gif is this real or is that a a, a, a horrendous party creation
3: I know it was real. That was me. That
2: it's
3: was really, genuine.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there are there are some splendid um, images that people can go and look up of, of you. Um, quite There's often, only one you need to see, and that's the quite one. Often, so. Quite often in your underwear. Um, um, oh, they're, they're,
3: they're, they're, not, they're, they're genuinely not real. So.
2: <laughs> so you say, sir. So you say. Um, we should start wrapping it up because it is actually um, gone round the clock to the hour and we like to keep this show to that kind of uh, handy listening size for folks so we will wrap it up and we'll start um, um, moving towards that with um, getting our final thoughts and I have just uh, one thing uh, to say in terms of uh, wrap-ups and all that kind of thing um I would suggest very heartily that if you're listening to this free show um, that you consider maybe getting as a present, for Christmas for somebody, uh subscription to AI Pro because um I am genuinely proud to be associated with the channel, with the group of people, and with the work that's being done there. It's definitely the best work I've done in my professional life um in sport, uh broadcasting of any sort. I um just it's it's a just an honor to do the show with Jan every week. There's such high quality across the board and all the all the content people who are just genuinely earnest and serious about what they do you don't get any of the guff that you get with the professional boys and inverted commas who you see on all the big uh, cha- uh, networks and channels that you're spending a fortune on it's just honest to god from the heart stuff with the added level of information um genuine information with people who know what they're talking about so if i could lean into you maybe considering the idea of a subscription maybe as a present for a loved one um or a present for yourself Uh, when you consider how much it is it's a minuscule figure for what you get out of it um that's me that's my little thing and i don't i don't do plugs but i just I've, I've, you know, I don't, I never flog the channel or anything. I might mention it in passing, but I, I do feel seriously about that. I wouldn't say it if I didn't. Um, you couldn't get me to say anything like that if I didn't. I couldn't even interview Kenny Dalglish at one stage there because I couldn't bring myself to call him Sir Kenny because I don't believe in lizard trinkets, like yeah, <laughs> titles like that. So I'm, I am. What I'm trying to say to you is, I'm a man of 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 some principle and some things. I do mean it. So if you're, if you, if you, if you do the trial, do the trial do it for nothing listen to the shows for free and see what you think and um, that's me that's my rant over uh lisa marie what did you want to finish with this week
0: i didn't have a quote or anything to finish but um i do have something to plug i'm actually one of the guests on the nina kaiser show tomorrow after the villa game so i'm i'm branching out on y'all and i believe i'm joined by someone we know oh, oh. what's his name oh is it cam branch that's <laughs> also going to be there yes <laughs> Excellent. I'll be
3: there for a, a hot hour and then i have to be out.
0: Excellent. <laughs> so, so, you're I mean, be so, twice the, the Lisa time. Marie and Cam in one week. That's all I'm saying. Wow.
2: Wow. <laughs> I get your ears around that, lads. Uh, that's tremendous. That's tremendous. And, of course, I duly I, noted that you're setting yourselves up as the rival post match um, show uh, contributors. Noted.
3: Don't, not- don't, don't feel threatened, Roger. Right?
2: <laughs> the way you said okay. that was quite threatening if you don't mind me saying so you, you've got a way sometimes of saying things in this kind of you know sweet pleasant voice but it actually it's it's scary Cam. you're scary uh what is it was your final thought
3: um two two thoughts firstly um just echoing what you were saying trev but i would add into that people if you're not listening to the great stories um you really should be um i think the work you're doing there trev is uh is absolutely amazing to actually be as good as reading the stories as what you do. And I don't know how many takes it takes you. I'm sure it takes, I'm sure you do it in one hot take. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it's, uh, I just think it's amazing, you know, what, what you appreciate. put into that. And, and you know, I love it, you know, when you and Paulie put, put your contributions afterwards um and, and sometimes I like it when you don't as well so it's nice that you mix that up so um yeah so people please do get onto the great stories so we're always good and finally um today is Friday the 10th of December um my dad would have been eighty-five five today um he he left us six years ago um on January the 11th uh well yeah January 11th coming so um I just wanna say Dad, um I hope you're uh enjoying a glass of lussy with uh Waiguru and um just so you know we you know we miss you lots. Yeah you're, you're still my spiritual rock, even though you're not obviously you're not with us anymore. Um Mum misses you tremendously. And um uh we love you, Dad.
2: Ah, oh, Dude, you got the waterworks starting here with me. Fucking hell, man. Always with the brain, emotional endings. Uh, it's a lovely tribute to your dad. And I've got to ask you before we uh, close out a glass of what
1: exactly?
3: Lassi. That's a mixture of yogurt and water. Oh, it's a man. traditional uh, Indian drink. You get it in the restaurants as well. They do, like, favorites? The mango
2: Lassi as well.
3: That's quite popular.
2: And it was one of your dad's favorites?
3: Yeah, Dad loved it. He used to put, uh, I think he used to put salt in it as well. I I can't stand it personally. So, um, <laughs> yeah, well, you
2: you are well noted for your uh, very conservative tastes in drinks, milk and Coke, boy. <laughs>
3: uh, I'm not Don't even. I'm not the only one. So why? why? If I was the only person in the world who drank it, then I would understand that. But Listen, you, not. You,
2: you have to wear it because you're the only one who admits to it in our company. I'm I, sorry. I admit
3: to it. That's,
2: it. that's it. Yeah, that's it. The
3: thing is, I've not had it for about, oh, over 10 years now, I think
2: there's probably a good reason for that man you know if you if you if you just break that down uh let's let's wrap it up thanks to lisa marie hannah and thanks to cam branch uh we will speak to you again very very soon but like i said we're running out of time before the christmas period so uh probably our next one will be our our festive one i'd imagine because uh the one the week after that we'll be getting very close to the time itself and people may not be available but we'll do one immediately after uh, if we don't get one in last minute beforehand so do keep it tuned to us here thanks from everyone and we'll see you soon
1: we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community